Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Michael Vandervoort. I'm doing the second episode of Drive Through HR that we're having that we're running today, uh, due to some changing schedules. Uh, I am going to be speaking to Vernon Howard. Vernon, welcome to Drive Through. I'll give you an intro in just one second. Um, my my colleague Robin, my co-host Robin Tooling, is not going to be able to join us today. And as I mentioned, we have Vernon Howard. Vernon, welcome to Drive Through. How are you today? Great, man. It's a good day here in LA, like decent-ish weather, so can't complain. How about yourself? Um, I'm in Florida, and it's, you know, it's it's steamy hot here because of the, obviously, the different climates, but it's nice. I had my dog out for a walk earlier, and things are good. Uh, how are the fires out there now? Are you guys not being impacted by that as much? Um, not as much um, where I am, but I mean, I think it's still a big thing. Um just being in the house a ton, I, I don't really get too much exposure. Yeah, so. I, get, I get it. Um, sorry, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't really, we, we're not going to do the show to talk about California wildfires, even though they're certainly <laughs> important. But um, so welcome to Drive Through. I guess for the benefit of our audience, um, do you prefer Vern or Vernon? Uh, so Vern's fine. Okay, uh, I, I have both. So <laughs> anyway, why don't you tell our listeners who will probably catch this podcast on download about who you are and what you do? Definitely. So, yeah, um, what Hollow is essentially is a online events platform that lets companies today interact with students from across the U.S. to build authentic relationships and uh, basically enhance the candidate process. And, and you, you have an interesting background, not only as a, not only as the CEO of Hollow, but also uh, some VC background. So if you want to share a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for sure. I think the biggest thing is like for us, when we first started building this, myself and my co-founder, we were working at Capital One uh, as engineers. Um, inside of the desk as engineers, the thing you sign up for, especially fresh out of college, is kind of like to go recruit other college students. Mm-hmm. Um, a gap in the market where we were only visiting a certain number of schools, which were limiting the interactions we were able to have at scale. And uh, we were like, what if we build something that lets any student have access to the information needed and the network needed to acquire a job at any company they wanted to in the world? Like, wouldn't that impact the access and uh, we built it out and raised venture capital and that fun ride. And we're, we were in Silicon Valley for three years and now we've kind of moved our office to, to be home based in LA. Okay. Um, you also, I was looking at your LinkedIn page uh, earlier this morning and you also, you had another startup. I think it was Clincher. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, what no, happened? I I mean, that was like, that looked like your first stab at doing something uh, of your own. What, what what happened? Because what, what I find interesting is both of your ventures are, are are tied into the recruiting, kind of the HR side of things, the recruiting side of things, finding jobs. Uh, so, but what was that first one like? And what what kind of what what's the story of Clincher before we move into a couple of other and, questions? So yeah, I mean Clincher was literally what we were understanding at the time was like resumes were a thing of the past, and we shouldn't actually rely on resumes to make decisions for us on whether who like who to hire and who not to hire. Um, we initially thought that personalities would, would come across in a more authentic nature when uh, for, for recruiters when they're vetting candidates. We built out like a video interviewing kind of platform, which ultimately didn't work out. The interesting thing about ideas is they always come back. So in us building out Hollow, we recently launched live video, which is exciting for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the best ideas always come back. Yeah, no doubt. So um, 
Well, I, I th- as I was looking at this, I thought we'd talk at first about a little bit about the venture capital world, which I have to admit I don't know very much about. So I'm not sure I know all the right questions to ask, but mm-hmm. I, I, <clears throat> I'm very interested. So to find out like how, so you, you, you had this idea for how, um, you know, how, how did you go out and sell it? What, what is working in the VC world like? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that w- that I noticed was initially uh, that in the VC world, it's very clickish, if you will. So you can't really, it's hard to get inside, right? So it's already hard to raise money and kind of like ask someone for millions of dollars on an idea that's not fully vetted out yet, especially at the seed mm-hmm. stage. But then just getting inside of that network is very challenging um, because it's a small circle. Um, so for me, I did a ton of different things. One, Capital One has a it's a brilliant program of technologists and a lot of those folks who leave capital one go off to start their own ventures. So mm-hmm. um, some of these guys were my managers or, and so I had kind of that access. Also, I'm like a fan of the cold email. We're doing things that don't scale, which means I would send a book to a venture capitalist with a pitch in the cover or figure out his favorite album and send the record to his VC mm-hmm. office with a note on it. And he'd write me back or he or she'd write me back. So these are the big things I would do to kind of build authentic relationships, um, which may not uh, inherently convert into a deal today, but maybe a deal year one, year two, year three later. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the one of the kind of unique stories that got my journey started was I, I read 100 books in 2016. One of the books I read was Rework, and uh, it talked mm-hmm. about, you know, how resumes were a thing of the past. And I took the book and sent it to the Verizon Center. Um, to uh, one of the founders of AOL and he read it and uh, invited me in the pitch. Um, and then kind of from there, things kind of took their own track to where I ended up raising money from um, Expo, which is a VC studio led by the co-founder of Uber. So, yeah. Um, the, I guess, um, you know, you're African-American, I guess, or black. Um, and, is is that I think you had some experience there that maybe was a little different than just average. Uh, although yeah. I have to admit, I'm going off your show notes, so I'd, I'd love to hear a bit about that and what kind of what makes it unique and how you you know how you were successful at doing different things. Because I, I guess the other thing that ties on to is what you refer to as diversity washing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, honestly, the biggest thing I'm seeing in this space right now, diversity is a huge thing, um, and diversity washing is a big thing. We're, we're seeing a ton of companies kind of figure out how they're going to respond to diversity. Um, your company brand matters a ton now when you're recruiting, especially this younger generation uh, of students. Um, they care about your values, what you stand for, who you are, and why you do what you do, and what's the impact there. Um, so companies have to kind of scramble to make sure their brand is, uh, I guess, illuminating the right light to these students so they can organically attract the great talent. Um, so, yeah, one thing we're seeing is they're trying to respond to diversity with either throwing money at a problem or hiring one female or one person of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that's super effective right now. I think that's transactional. And I think as we continue to see this diversity game kind of play out, and, and I don't want to call it a game, but that's kind of what it is right now, I think we'll get to more authentic conversations where we where we start to value building real relationships in these communities. And that was one of the things that I took under my wing when building hollows how do we allow you as a company to build authentic relationships with more women more minorities 
I mean, hell, even even like the white male who lives in Idaho needs access to certain companies to make better decisions. And I think that's where we need to lean versus just like box checking for colors or genders. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, that the whole issue of diversity, obviously, is, you know, front top of mind for lots of people and lots of organizations right now. And it, it's uh, I, I did a show with a couple of guys that just this morning that wrote a book called Good Guys and. Uh, it was about how, how to be a better ally to women in the workplace. So there's, you know, there's lots of thought and lots of uh, money, to your point, and lots of energy being thrown at things like this. And uh, yeah, I wonder, it, it, you know, in the end, how much is really, um, how much it really is, you know, helps and, or is it to your point, just kind of like the, you know, we, well, we did this and that that's good. Um, so, so talk about hollow um, and kind of what the mission is. In the in the notes that I had from you, um, and I think I titled the show this, yeah, how how Vern helps graduates land dream jobs in a pandemic. So let's talk about your platform and kind of how people work with it, and, and also your partners, I guess, the universities and that kind of stuff. So. Right, 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 right. You know, I I think the biggest thing for for us when we built that hollow was building out something authentic that let you build like real relationships with students. As a company, we knew that a ton of companies were going to be thinking about how to do this at scale, and and I knew that I could build a platform that lets you build these kind of authentic communication strings um, to tap into different communities. Um, we're seeing a lot of players right now take focus points on digital and diversity, and it seems like a like a haphazard bolt on. But for us, we've kind of always been here and knew that most companies would would go digital. Um, so yeah. So, so if, if I wanted to, to use the website, you know, what, what's the experience? I become a member, I set up a resume. Is it, you know, is it like a job board or is it different? Um, so we don't actually post jobs at all. Um, okay. We only allow companies to communicate and talk to students. Number one thing I saw in the market was that depending on what school you go to, if you went to a top tier program, such as uh, Stanford or Harvard, you had better access to a network and better access to informational resources that let you make better decisions for your career journey. If you couldn't mm-hmm. afford to go to that school or you didn't actually have the, the kind of like insight to go to one of those schools, um, depending on whatever your situation was, you, you'd kind of be left out of the game of knowing how to get that job at top five tech company in the U.S., whatever that might be. Um, I figured that we could build a way for everyone to have that level of access to information and network resources at scale. Um, and, you know, initially in building this out, I saw a ton of students just say, hey, I just want to talk to this company because they don't come to my school. As we continue to transition into a larger organization, we begin to collect data on these interactions to show companies like this is where you're missing the ball here when you're recruiting women or minorities. And that's super helpful for the brand. Um, so it's actually grown into something that uh, I couldn't even had in, envisioned in our first kind of like dev push 